Last Sunday, probably while many of you were still in bed, I was standing on a frigid street corner in Yonkers waiting for the bus to come to take me into the subway station and then into the city. I was waiting there with two members of the Brotherhood of St. Gregory, Brother Christopher Stephen and William Francis, who currently are resident staff at Fessenden House in Yonkers, which was founded about 20 years ago by members of the Brotherhood to help people who were in recovery from addiction. Presently in the house, there are eight men staying. They've come out of addiction recovery programs, and Fessenden House is sort of like a halfway house. It provides for them support, helps them manage their finances, and uh, gets them food, and gives them shelter while they get their feet back under them and start looking for work, and many of them will at some point leave that house and get back out into the world and move forward. The guys who stay in Fessenden House come from all walks of life. Some of them are from well-to-do households, some of them have been homeless for a large portion of their adulthood, and here they are in community following a call a call out of addiction and back into sobriety. As I was standing on that frigid street corner with the wind blowing, it was about 16 degrees, you know, makes today feel positively balmy, I was reflecting on their witness, their amazing witness to what it means to be called, to be called, which is what our readings today are all about, being called. And that call takes us out of a place that is familiar, where we know what to expect, and pulls us into a world where we're not sure what's going to happen, and that changes everything. Changes everything. Most of us who've received a call at one time or another into a new vocation, or even into a new ministry, who have felt that deep tug of passion, know what it means to lose everything. Something that my spiritual director said to me when I started discernment with the Brotherhood of St. Gregory. He said, Richard, he said, get ready to lose everything. And I said it in a slightly more colorful way in my own mind, but I thought, oh boy, here we go. You know? This is when the rubber hits the road and things get very, very scary. What am I going to lose? Expectations get shattered and moved and our priorities all change. And as I said, we know this when we're called into new vocations or new ministries. And even our families around us are surprised at the changes that are going on in us when this happens. In today's Gospel reading, for instance, Mark puts in this little passage about Zebedee with the hired men in the boat. And even though scholars tell us that it was very common in the first century for Israelite men in their young adulthood to take off on some sort of spiritual discipleship, I still have this very clear mental image of Zebedee standing in the boat holding the net with his eyes sort of blinking wide open and saying, well, you know, what about me? <laughs> you know. Here go his two sons and probably a good chunk of his livelihood, even though Mark notes they have some hired hands, and there's Zebedee left holding the net. You know, 
that's how surprising it can be. For the church in Corinth, Paul is writing to a community saying, the time is very near. There was the expectation of the return of Christ, but also the recognition that the vocation of ministry and the Christian path overturned everything that people held dear. It transformed it all. And so Paul, in this beautifully eloquent and also shocking way, talks to them, saying, you know, if you're married, it's as though you're not married. If you're mourning, it's as though you're not mourning. Your whole world is about to be turned upside down and inside out by the coming of Christ. So be ready for that. All of your expectations are going to be overturned. And that finally takes us back to today's passage from Jonah. And Jonah, if you know Jonah, it's one of the funniest books of the Old Testament. Jonah is sort of, how can I describe him? He is, he is the comedy prophet of the Old Testament. You know, it's like a Saturday Night Live skit. God comes to Jonah and says, Jonah, go to Nineveh. And Jonah says, are you kidding me? And he heads the other way. If you remember the story, he gets onto a boat, he's out at sea heading in the other direction. God sends a big storm, it's swamping the boat, the boat's about to sink, and the sailors get wise that Jonah's the problem because he's headed the wrong way. So what do they do? They toss him overboard. And remember the story, he ends up in the belly of a big fish for three days. And he prays to God and the fish spits him out on land. And then he says, okay, I get it now. I get it, I'm going to Nineveh. And he goes to Nineveh. And the author of the story and the version we have it, you know, paints in these big hyperbolic ways. Um, you know, Nineveh is truly a city of biblical proportions. There was no city this big in the ancient Near East, but the author wants to make it clear that this is a big place. It takes three days to walk from one side of it to the other. In other words, there are a lot of people who live in Nineveh. And Jonah's going there to proclaim to them that God's wrath is coming, and they listen to him. And they change their ways, and God changes his mind. And if you know the Old Testament, that is really funny and ironic, because when the prophets go to the people of Israel, they hardly ever listen to them. But when the prophet Jonah goes to people who are not Israelites, they listen. And they change their ways. And then you know what Jonah does? He's so disgusted with God, he goes and he sulks outside the city walls. Because this is not what he was expecting. And God eventually comes along and says, is it right for you to be angry? This is, I'm God here, right? And Jonah says, yes, angry enough to die, he says. And he sulks. And the story ends with him sitting there, with God teaching him that, Jonah, you know what? You're not in charge. I am. Is this not my right? Jonah teaches us that when we are called by God, we have to set aside our expectations about the way things should be. And our vision 
of what is and what should be is transformed completely. It's a powerful teaching. When each of you are called, remember, be ready to lose everything. In my experience, some of it will come back to you. And normally it's the things that really matter, the things that are important. The things that aren't important will fall away. The hardest lesson of all is you will have to set aside the ego, that part of you that knows what to expect, that part of you that has it all figured out. Because like Simon and his brother Andrew, like James and John, and even their father Zebedee, when God calls, you are no longer in charge. God is. And when we learn to live into that, we are changed. The people around us are changed. And the world is changed. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.